And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Garage Shale Gloat, as scientists would call it. This is the mirror opposite of the penultimate episode of Garage Shale Gloat. I am Chris Honeywell and I make my living for the last 3 or 4 years going to garage sales and selling the stuff on eBay. So, it has been a crazy, crazy week or so since the last one, the last garage sale gloat I did. Um, I've been to three garage sales since in a one neighborhood garage sale right down the street from me with uh, my friend uh, Scotty next door. And then that, that Friday, uh, my roommate and I were tooling around and we ended up in a town in the outskirts of Rochester that the whole town was having a garage sale and I loaded up there. And then Saturday I was out again on my standard suburban garage sale route with uh, my neighbor Scotty again. So I have a ton of shit to go through here. Um, I guess I should start off with, uh, in in the last episode, um, I had some things up on eBay and uh, they have sold since then. Um, the, probably the most notable thing was that Super Nintendo system, which turned out to be a little bit of a pain in the ass because I got that up and I got it on eBay and oh hey, uh, um, the neighbor's mowing the lawn. Well, all right, that'll give it a nice summery feel. Um, I got the thing on eBay and pretty much was selling it as this perfect shiny new uh, Super Nintendo system in the box. I tested it and it worked and everything. And it was just in beautiful shape. But my assumption when I looked at it was that the case of it was two different tones of plastic. Sort of a tan color on the bottom and then the standard sort of gray color that they were on top. But um, somebody wrote me and said, hey, are you... uh?" Ah, Jesus H. Fucking Christ. Why do they pick this time now to mow underneath my window? This guy's mowing underneath my window of my house. And there's no grass down there. There's a sidewalk. Maybe he's just taking a shortcut or anything. Anyway, so somebody wrote me and said, Hey, is the plastic on this discolored? And I said, No, you know, I don't think so. It looks pretty good. But then I started thinking about it, and I did a little research. And sure enough, that tan color that the bottom of the um, casing was, was discoloration. And it's something, it's not light, caused by light or anything like that. It's just this weird cheap plastic that Nintendo used for their Super NESs, and I guess it's fairly common. So, I found this out about halfway through the the, the auction on eBay. So, um what I had to do is uh, um, alter my auction but of course that got complicated because it was already bid up to about 90 bucks so they won't really let you alter an auction too much once people have started bidding on it so what I had to do is sort of put an addendum on it put pictures on it and then I had to write everybody who was the high bidder and say look just want you to know the bottom of this thing's discolored before you buy it if you want to cancel your bid that's fine turned out it wasn't that much of a problem um the guy who eventually got it was very happy with it paid 155.50 so for 25 dollars 
that was a great buy. That pretty much bought everything that I bought that day. That paid for everything that I bought that day. So everything else I sell from that little chunk of garage sales is, is pretty much pure profit. So uh, one, uh, another bit notable thing that I mentioned last week was I had those uh, Dracula um, Viewmaster reels. Those went for 20 bucks. So that was pretty good. Those came from the same garage sale where I got um, the um, Iron Maiden poster with the 3D Eddie poking out of it and the Star Wars van and some books. And that, that, that guy ended up charging me $5 for everything. Um, another big seller was that, that Iron Maiden poster that went for $43. I have no idea why I haven't seen, you know, they were, they were going for about 20 bucks. I'm not going to argue with it. 43 bucks. So, so far I'm doing really good. At, um, in that same, same group of garage sales, I, uh, I had a game called Ticket to Ride, which was a board game of railroad cars. That went for 26 bucks. Um, one thing that I thought would sell for sure was uh, uh, the video game projector that I got for $10. I put that up for $50. No, but a few watchers, but nobody bid on it. Very strange. Um, so I'll probably relist that. I don't know, I'm sort of vacillating on that. I'm thinking I might want to keep it. A, a, a nice video projector is good to have, and, I, and if it only costs 10 bucks, yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all the stuff of any note that sold. I sold a Scooby-Doo game that I got for like eight or nine bucks, something like that. Um, uh, great, I, um, one of the buys, recently that's gone up and sold since even the first podcast was uh, a shot glass from the 1988 uh, Calgary Olympics Winter Olympics in Canada and I got that for a quarter that went for 10 bucks so that, that was a nice little nice little find and uh, found out that there's quite a uh, Olympic shot glass collectors market out there for whatever that's worth so I'll be keeping my eyes out for them so some of the new stuff I got, I got a lot of bo lot of board games. I got an old Milton Bradley game called Enemy Agent Spy Game that looks like it has a neat little decoder thing inside. Uh, electronic talking clue game, um, an old Milton Bradley game of the states, an old Parker Brothers Risk game, and a new Parker Brothers Risk game. Risk games seem to go pretty well. All the sort of battle war games seem to have a market, and if you know, if you can pick them up for 50 bucks or 50 bucks, 50 cents or, you know, a dollar or something like that, a couple bucks, they're usually worth getting. They don't make you a lot of money, but they, they it adds up after a while. Um, I got this thing called Pendule Art, which was this, yeah, it looked like it was from the 50s or 60s. And it's this heavy sort of table that hangs from strings and then you uh, hang a pen over it and just swing it and it makes geometric patterns. I got that up on on um, eBay now and it's got a 695 bid on it. I think I got that for a buck. Everything just about in this in this grouping here I got for a buck. I think the most expensive thing I paid for was something that may or may not be worth it. It was a um, airsoft rifle that, you know that looks like a semi-automatic. It looks like a real gun. It's heavy. It's got a clip that clips into it. 
I got that just because I, I want to play around with it and shoot it. You, you plug it into a, a USB and it, it's, I guess it has pressurized air in it. I don't know. It looks like fun. I hope I don't get shot <laughs> playing with it in my backyard. I hope the SWAT team doesn't swoop in on that. Oh, let's see. I got a big box of Lego duplex. I got another Lego game called Minotaurus, which is uh, uh, Lego pieces and you make a maze and there's some, some sort of game. I got a Twilight wig, an Edward Cullen Twilight wig that looks nothing like Edward Cullen. Um, oh, but a lot of stuff I don't really know if it's good or not. I got these old Nestle cups. They were from a diner and uh, they were really neat. Um, this Tupperware toy. I didn't know Tupperware made toys. It looked like uh, Fisher Price or something like that or Play School from the 70s and it was a street sweeper and you have these little blocks and you drive the street, yeah, street sweeper over them. Sucks up the little blocks and throws them in the back of the truck. It's kind of neat. Um, one of my big finds, which I didn't know was a big find at the time, was 88 of these little tiny bobblehead animals with big eyes. They're, they're about a inch and a half tall maybe two inches at the tallest if and they're cats and dogs and lizards and stuff and there was a whole bin of them at this girl scout fundraiser garage sale we went to and uh they were selling them for a quarter a piece and they just looked really complicated <laughs> they looked they they looked like they were expensive new so i i made an, i offered five bucks for the whole thing of them and they they said ah eight dollars so i bought it they're about 88 of them in there about five or six of them were heavily covered with magic markers where a little girl had uh, had um, put makeup on them I guess and they turned out they're they're this toy called the littlest pet shop and it looks like lots of those go when you put them up they go for just under a buck a piece so I could stand to make I put it up there with eight the 80 of them that were clean and in good shape I put them up there for 20 bucks. There's there's about four or five buyers or buyers watchers, sort of sitting there watching it. I'm hoping, yeah, maybe like get 50, 60 bucks out of this, if not more. I took pictures of every single one of them, not one at a time. Um, another neat thing is a, a Rummy King game. Um, it's a tile. I don't I have no idea how to play it. It's a tile game. They're sort of like dominoes with numbers. Some of them have like weird smiley faces. It's from 1977, made in Israel by Herzano Company. And um, it, they're, they're just these neat white tiles in this plastic rectangular case that has the, the top and the bottom slide out into and each, the top and the bottom are each two little sliders. So four people can play it and put their tiles in it and everything. Those seem to go for about 15, 20 bucks. I got it for a couple bucks. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I got a 1959 hardcover copy of Naked Lunch by William Burroughs, which I'm going to keep for myself. A bunch of costumes. And, oh, jeez. I didn't even think about it. I went to this one, one garage sale um, with my friend Scotty, and we walk up on it. And, you know, when I see the color pink all over at a garage sale, I sort of balk at it. It's just, like, going to be some little girl stuff. Some of which can be valuable as the littlest pet shop 
um, illustrates, but for the most part, I don't know anything about it. I'm not interested in it. I, you know, it's it's not for me. But you got to check it out. So I get there, and the first thing I see is a pile of um, Halloween costumes for grown ladies. You know, sort of the slutty, dirty, naughty princesses and pirate lady costumes, and they're a buck a piece. So. You can't go wrong with those. Those I take home, throw them in the in the back of the pile, and then I pull those out around Halloween time. Um, so I got four or five costumes there, and the other thing they had was a um, a landline phone, like a Disney princess phone. It was this little heart-shaped phone, very pink. So that was a buck too, and I was like, ah, I'll take a chance on this. Maybe this is something good. So I had the big pile of it, and okay, it cost me I think six bucks, and walking away from it with my friend Scotty and he's just like you do realize that two grown men just <laughs> walked up to their garage sale and bought all these princess costumes and a pink phone and walked away and I was just like yeah yep I'm I don't care <laughs> I think I just made about 50 60 bucks so let them think what they will um, what else did I get? I got a Disco Duck record, not the original Rick D's Disco Duck, but a cheapo knockoff like they used to do in the 70s with, um, I don't know if it's Mort Drucker, but it looks like Mort Drucker art, you know, from Mad Magazine on the cover, that very cartoony, funny art. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, Sin City Game by Frank Miller? That's sealed. I have no idea if that's anything that's any good, um. I got a kid's Django Fett costume with the helmet and then the weird sort of spandex for kids with these plastic Django Fett armor on it. Um, another board game called Desperado that's probably 70s western uh, game. Oh, Star Wars stuff. Star Wars stuff. I got a um, prequel era um, Slave 1. Uh, Trade Federation Assault Tank and a V-19 Torrent Starfighter. Another one that I don't know what it is. It's another um, clone um, type vehicle, but I have to put it together. They're all in pieces. The kids had to, had all the pieces in a box and sold me the whole box of them for five bucks. I'm keeping that stuff. That's all mine, mine, mine. Most of the Star Wars stuff just ends up being mine. Let's see, I got a, a plush King Kong doll that's a tie-in from the movie. It's the scar-faced uh, King Kong. A boomerang with UPS on it, which is uh, United Parcel Service for anybody who doesn't have UPS, which is nobody. Everybody has UPS. Um, a Wallace Berry um, figurine. It, that, uh Especially if you're, you know, in your 40s, my age, you remember these things. These were on everybody's um, walls and shelves. They were these white, um, little lumpy people, always looking depressed or something. Or they, they were usually kind of downer messages. I don't know if this was a um, influence of the Peanuts at the time or something. But this one shows a really sort of depressed looking guy and he's in his bathrobe and, and big sad eyes and he's saying I may not show it but I really care those things some of them um, if you get a whole bunch of them if you get a big box full of them you can sell them for a good amount of money people like to collect a, a bunch of them at once unless they're 
um, rare ones or sought after ones and then they'll pay a lot of money for them but I don't think this one's especially rare or special or anything so I'll probably just throw this in a pile until I get more very similar to what I do with treasure trolls you know those little trolls with the with the pointy hair um, uh, you, you'll go and they're always in the 25 cent box and just and sometimes you luck out and you'll find a whole box full of them that you can get for four or five bucks those little suckers will go for some money if you have 20 or 30 of those and put them in a lot and take good pictures of them people seem to like them it doesn't matter how old they are um, how modern they are they they just seem to like to buy up lots of them so uh, okay uh, there's the first one for the summer of that um, I got a couple um, school folders like from when you were a kid of ALF very 80s very 80s colors I don't have them in front of me but they of course have ALF um, saying some sort of some sort of wisecrack I got this weird radio I got this right here so I'll pull that right over here it's called an FM SCA receiver and it's from the Norver company it is a square box. It looks like an old um, radio, sort of. It's got an antenna on the back. It plugs in. It's got a plug for uh, headphones. And then it's just got a volume on-off knob. Nothing else. No, nothing to tune it. Nothing to, um, to, to change frequency on it. There's no controls. You just sort of turn it up and turn it on. And when you plug it in and turn it on, it just makes this loud, loud, static, white noise sound. And I did some research on, on eBay and on the web, and all I could find out was for some reason, this is used, blind people used to use this. It was for the blind. I don't know if you put these throughout the house and maybe you could listen to the radio around the house. I don't know why that would be something especially helpful to to blind people or maybe it was part of a intercom system or something I just got it because I didn't know what the hell it was it was a buck it's got um Norver company incorporated on it which and it has a big 50 style N with with the you know um atomic symbol in the center of it so I thought maybe when I bought it it was something that, you know, maybe it hooked into the emergency broadcast network and if there was a nuclear apocalypse coming, it would go off. Um, but I can't figure it out, so until I figure it out, I'm not going to sell it because it doesn't seem to be selling with anybody else at, who don't know what it is. So I, I'm going to get to the bottom of it and I'll keep you posted. Anyway, probably the most exciting thing I found that was really neat was um, it, it, it was just a, a sort of um, enameled metal almost cube with a dial on the front and an on off switch and a big old power cable on it and uh, the box said uh, magnetic stirrer now I thought it was maybe some sort of 50s party favor or something and I asked the people what what is a magnetic stir and they said oh I'm glad you asked you you um, you put whatever you need stirred up on top of the this um, this machine and then you have these two little rods that come with it 
of different types and they're just a magnet. One's coated with plastic, one's coated with Pyrex and you drop one of those in the water and you turn this thing on and it starts spinning, making a spinning magnetic field above it which spins the 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 rod in the liquid so you don't have to splash it around or something. You can put it in a closed container and stir it up. And I was thinking this was a novelty thing for making mixed drinks or something, but it turns out it's a piece of lab equipment. And brand new, these suckers go for about $175. And this one is in beautiful shape. It's old, it's vintage, but it works perfectly. I put a glass in it and one of the things and it made a nice little tornado in the center of it. It was really neat. Um, I have it up on eBay now for about 40 bucks. Nobody's paying attention to it. I just put it up last night, so we'll see. This might be one of those things that I might have to post several times before someone gets interested in it. They might say, oh, that's cheap, and they might not want to bid on it till somebody else bids on it, and they're afraid they're not going to get it. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the next episode... Um, I'm probably not going to get any garage shaling in this week. Um, I'm working for two days at a, at a sort of barbecue festival, which I just found out is also the National Bacon Championships. Whatever that, ha whatever that means, I don't know, but I'm going to be happy to be working at the National Bacon Championships. Um, so I probably, the, it's, it's happening on Prime Garage Sale Day, except this weekend is Memorial Day weekend possibly one of the shittiest weekends for garage shaling at least around here um, if you live near like a vacation destination it's probably a great time for garage sales because people will be putting the stuff up for the tourists coming in but for the most part everybody's leaving town and it's slim pickings so I'm taking this opportunity to work so I imagine the next episode won't be as much going over stuff that I got as going over stuff that I sold and probably giving you a few handy pointers on, on garage shaling and eBaying, which I've been meaning to do, but I've just been having so much shit that I run out of time by the time um, we get to the end of the show, which is now. Actually, before we go, go to visit our new website at 2TrueFreaks.com. Uh, sign up for our feed there or sign up for our iTunes feed at 2TrueFreaks2. And make sure when you're on iTunes to leave us a review. It really helps uh, people find us. Also on 2TrueFreaks.com, you'll find a link to Amazon.com. And if you ever shop at Amazon and you use that link to go there to shop, 2TrueFreaks gets a little cut of what you buy without costing you any extra money. So save that link as your Amazon shopping link and help out 2TrueFreaks. Also, if you're curious to check out my eBay auctions, my username on eBay is Pure Evil Fenord. All one word, pure, then the word evil, then F-N-O-R-D, Fenord. All right, that's enough pimping. So here's some Oscar the Grouch with a very formative song in my development. Gordon, I feel great today. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, I'm going through all my trash, just throwing it around and looking at it. It makes a grouch feel terrific. Oh, yeah? Just looking at his trash uh -huh. once in a while. Well, you know, Gordon? Mm. Just looking at this trash makes me feel so good. I feel like singing. You feel like singing? Yeah. What about that, Lance? Well, why don't you? Huh? All right, then I will. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I love 
love trash Anything dirty or dingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash Now, just look at this if you want to see something beautiful I have here a sneaker that's tattered and worn It's all full of holes and the laces are torn A gift from my mother the day I was born I love it because it's trash Oh, I love trash Anything dirty or dingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash. Now I'm going to show you something really terrific. I have here some newspaper, 13 months old. I've wrapped fish inside it. It's smelly and cold. But I wouldn't trade it for a big pot of gold. I love it because it's trash. Yes, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love trash And now some more beautiful things Have a clock that won't work And an old telephone A broken umbrella A rusty trombone And I am delighted to call them my own I love them because they're trash Oh, I Anything dirty or dingy or dusty Anything ragged or rotten or rusty Yes, I love, I love, I love trash Oh, Oscar, Oscar, that was a great trash song <laughs> Thanks, Regular thanks. sanitation serenade we were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan, on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. <laughs> 